and I found my neighbor and I was like, what, what just happened? And she was like, Zane left one direction. And I said, did he? <laughs> like, I was like, so we just started crying. So like all of my friends naturally decided to all wear black to school the next day in mourning. As a joke or like? Legitimately. Nothing's a oh joke. Oh my God. Nothing's a joke. I was so serious about this. Hello and welcome to Given the Platform, the show where we give unsung people the chance to flaunt their extraordinary passions and knowledge. Do you have something that you want to talk about on the show? Contact me at giventheplatform at gmail.com. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our upcoming guests and upcoming episodes, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Given the Platform or on Twitter at Give the Platform. I also ask that you rate this podcast five stars or download it on your preferred podcasting platform so we can grow and reach a wider audience, teach more people about the great stuff we're learning about, which today is One Direction with Abigail Sawyer. And I know this is the second week in a row that we talk about something sillier, less academic, but with election week happening, I mean, I think we're all stressed at the wazoo and... This might be the perfect pick-me-up that you need for the day, so enjoy. Today, we have on Abby Sawyer. She is a friend of mine from college who is, I would just, I think it's fine to say a stan of One Direction. Is that insulting to you? That is perfectly fine and completely accurate. Okay, because I know that stan culture can be a little iffy true very true but we'll get into that anyways welcome abby (laughs) hi happy to be here thank you for having me on well thanks for coming on (laughs) um honestly i don't know much about one direction so these are my favorite types of podcasts when i don't have the knowledge so i truly am open to hearing what you have to say i will forgive you for your lack of knowledge but i'm hoping you will come out of this a stand yourself And same for the audience. Yes. This is just a birthing place. (laughs) Today's theme is going to be not only about One Direction, but I also wanted to touch on boy band culture. Like, to begin, let's start nice and simple. If someone who is listening to this podcast has never heard of One Direction, how would you describe them and introduce them? Firstly, I would ask when they were born because there is literally no person alive before 2010 who does not know who One Direction is. I've met children and they don't know who One Direction is and they make me sad. Um, But I would say they are, you know, this huge British slash Irish Nile boy band um, that, you know, started from a talent TV show and slowly took over the entire world and you know produced some bops along the way a lot of bops not a long way unfortunately how would you say you got into one direction set the scene for me okay so i'm like 10 almost 11 years old i am i'm walking home from the bus stop after a hard day of like fifth grade or something i was in elementary school and my childhood best friend and neighbor, she told me on our walk home, she said, have you heard of this band, One Direction? And in my head, I heard the word one and then another word and band. And I said, she must be talking about One Republic. And I, <laughs> and I was like, 
been there, done that, heard them, not my thing. And she was like, no, I don't think you understand what I'm talking about. You, It's a band called One Direction. They're British. I said, One Republic's British? She said, that's not who I'm talking about. It's One Direction. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a look-see. Because this was the time where Mr. Bieber was at, you know, his his rise peak. I don't want to say peak. That's kind of mean. He's still doing things. But um, he was at a big point in his young career. And she was a big Justin Bieber fan. I personally hated Justin Bieber. I thought he was annoying. So I was like, this is going to be an annoying thing. I went home, went on YouTube, and I went on iTunes. And I was like, One Direction, whatever. And um, there's these five British idiots, four British idiots, one Irish idiot, um, on the X Factor in in the UK, over the pond. And um, I was like, wow, suddenly I'm in love. So, But was it like, did you like their music or was it oh, really, did it start from the attraction to no, them? No, 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 no. It was, it was the music and... Um, I thought they were funny. I really thought they were funny. Um, the attraction slowly came with that. I remember thinking off the bat that Zayn was the only attractive one. Because, let's face it, at first glance, he's the one that catches your eye. At least in like 2010. Um, but then I started like getting into all their personalities and everything. And I was like, oh my god, they're all cute. And like, you know you fall into a, a category of like which boy is like yours and that that definitely changes over time at least for me it has well who were you who were like which boy was yours okay so it started with my friends in elementary school um louis was mine originally because he was really funny and stupid and i was like i like funny and stupid i like him um and then it progressed um, into like the 2012, 2013 era into Nile. And then it stayed Nile for a long time because there was a, there was a thing that if you were a One Direction fan and you liked Harry and Harry was your favorite, you were a fake fan because he was the one that everybody talked about. He was the one that like all of, you know, the gossip places and the news places talked about Harry Styles because, he oh my god I could go into a completely different tangent um about him but I was like I can't nobody can think I'm a fake fan I am the realest fan there is like I, I need to be known as a real fan so I I was with Niall for the duration of One Direction and then once they split off I fell more into the more into the Harry lane what were they saying about Harry um that he he was a womanizer which is completely false because he was unfortunately a victim of some older women dating him when he was underage oh no yeah there was caroline flack who was like in her 30s and she dated him when he was 17 and then there was another woman i forget her name though but she was much older than him when he was like 17 or maybe 18 it was it was bad like he broke up a marriage or something and they called him a womanizer because she cheated on her husband with an underage boy horrible that's so I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know, that does remind me of I find a lot of similarities already within this episode and the Twilight episode because we talked about um who plays Jacob? Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Um because Taylor Lautner 
was over-sexualized having been 16 in the film. And just shirtless the entire time. Yeah, and shirtless the entire time that it kind of... They were like, oh, you're a womanizer. And he's like, no, I'm underage. (laughs) I literally... I didn't watch Twilight. Wasn't allowed. I had a Jacob doll the the one of the twilight barbies my parents got me a jacob doll he came shirtless like he did not come with a shirt just just them jean shorts of his it is just kind of crazy how men can be so over sexualized because you don't hear about that as overtly as with women being over like women being over sexualized because they've been conditioned to think of it as like a good thing and like a prize yeah is absolutely not it can be very damaging as in case of Mr. Styles, that poor boy. So you had jumped between member to member. Of course. What would you say is the reason? Well, first of all, no. Let's start here. What was the first song you listened to by them? What Makes You Beautiful. That was the first single release. A classic. Yeah. It, it was the first one I heard. And I I listened to it and I was a changed woman. It immediately was downloaded onto my iPod Touch and it has stayed on my phone across iCloud libraries ever since. Yeah, and that's a song with a with a meaning. And I remember they just always pushed the meaning of the song more than anything. So what did it mean to you? Um, as an insecure child, the first words being you're insecure <laughs> just um, really hit home, you know? They're like, oh, it, it, you... Do you know that Bo Burnham thing in one of his specials where he like makes a really generic like love song like oh she's got eyes and arms and whatever and yes. was, that was like their thing as is all boy bands things and I ate it up I played right into it I was like this is about me this is about me um I never even thought that it just started with saying you're insecure it starts with the words you're insecure but then it says, don't know what for. And I was like, you don't? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there, that that song, like, I fully played into it along with, like, little things later down the line. Um, I really ate it up because I was like, oh, my God, they love the things that I don't like about me. Looking back now as an adult listening to little things, um, I can't do it anymore because it's just a song full of backhand compliments. Like... The, the one line, you still have to squeeze into your jeans, but you're perfect to me. I was like, oh my God, I do squeeze into my jeans. But now I'm like, what the fuck? I'd slap somebody if they said that to me. Um, although that, that was Harry's line. He wouldn't sing it in concerts for a while. He wouldn't sing the, the but you're still perfect to me. He changed it to and you're still perfect to me, which was a step up. And now I don't think they even want to touch the song ever again. It was written by Ed Sheeran. I blame him. So I, I didn't know about that one. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that One Direction was so beloved because it made all these teenagers, not even teenagers, I'd say even preteens, yeah, definitely feel heard and understood based on the insecurities that the same industry that Pushes. produced them yep. gave them. Yep, <laughs> the same insecurities that the music and um, entertainment industry gave them. They were like. I am both your, I inflict the wound and then I heal the wound for you. Create a problem, sell a solution, baby. They were literally, literally, they were using it. So why did you like One Direction so much? What about them spoke to you other than, 
um, that kind of relatability, that kind of personal connection you felt like you had with their music? Um, it really like their music was really fun to listen to because unlike boy bands of the past, like the classic nineties boy bands, like, you know, and saying backstreet boys, all them, um, which I still love. Um, they were different because I heard somebody talk about this. I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody on the radio. Um, they were like, One Direction is different because they have more of a rock sound in their music. So, like, you know, like, it's not like a Boots and Cats kind of, like, beat. <laughs> like, you know? It's not like a real, like, synth poppy kind of thing. Like, they, did they play their own instruments? No. Their backup band was great. Great guys. Um, but it was, like, electric guitar, hardcore drums, and, like, very different. They started off real, like more more poppy but they did have some songs like like i want had a really sick like guitar riff in the middle of it and i was like my god this is what it feels like to be alive and then (laughs) you know they got more and more like rock and like strayed away from like mainstream pop with like their sound which was really nice to watch them grow because they hooked me with this one sound and they made me grow with it which was really nice. I know. That makes me think of all the artists I know that like they change and sometimes I hate it, but occasionally I'm like, I like this change. Mm. I like this change. I'm thinking this is a little bit of a diatribe. I know this isn't the theme, but Carmen. Mm. Do you remember Carmen? I do. He had a crash of party. Oh my god! We're gonna cut that one because that was not in tune, and I'm a musical theater major. I, have I a, think we should keep it in. That was lovely. I have a reputation to uphold, Abby. I can't just make people think I, I have no tone. I suppose. Um, but with Carmen and like Crasher Party and Broken Hearted, and then they kind of developed into this way too overproduced pop, which as a kid I liked, and then as soon as I started hating that, they immediately went indie, and I was like. Oh, they got you. This is the vibe. Oh, they got you. Oh, and then she became Queen Herbie. And then she... I know. It's, okay, this is actually important to talk about because this it feels similar to the One Direction vibe of how they split up. She didn't split up with her husband because yeah. it, it he became her producer, but she turned into an R&B rapper. And I was so mad that Carmen wasn't a thing anymore because I loved their... It, they went from indie album to like R&B rap and it was... Something I didn't want. I was so angry at them. And then I looked back and like now I listen to her music. It's so good. It wasn't something you wanted. It was something you needed. I needed. Oh, I also needed to grow into it. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. But also I'm glad I did grow into it because there are artists who I really love. And then they release an album and I'm like, go back. Go back. Mm, Go back, please. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, quick little (laughs) diversion. (laughs) Um, why would you, do you think that other people liked One Direction for the same reasons as you, or maybe, um, the common appeal to them was different? Um, at least everybody around me, I feel connected to them in a similar way I did. There were definitely people who were just like, oh my God, they're cute boys who sing. Let me just like get into this. But um, that made you seem like a fake fan and and people would snuff you. People would snuff you out. People would call you out 
and it was it was brutal constantly trying to be like i am a real enough fan i know all of these facts and and i i love them and here's why and and i know everything don't worry i know the birthplace i know the time i know the blood i could probably do a birth chart on on everyone <laughs> kidding i don't know if i know the exact times but yeah you had to know like where they were from like the exact town um like their family members and um so if you were just in it for the looks people would people would find you and they'd be like you're fake you're a fake fan a directionator you were a directionator if you were a fake fan you were a directioner if you were a real one i had no that's so intense it's very intense if if someone called me a directionator it would ruin my my week did someone ever call you a directionator no ma'am i made sure i think it's so funny that one of the reasons that they had such an appeal was because people just wanted to prove that they had an appeal to them that's so meta so weird and we're gonna get into stan culture a little bit later and we can touch on that more But speaking of this culture around them, I know they broke up. How many years has it been? Oh my God, they broke up five years ago now. So it's been five years. And I know that there's a a resurgent of a lot of pop culture trends Uh in quarantine, especially because everyone's on their phone. Everybody's in regression mode. Yes. Talked about the same thing in the Twilight episode. All these old things from that time period of our childhood is yeah. My Spotify back up. rewind is going to be fucked this year. So, would you say that the One Direction fan base is still going strong? Did it die down and then resurge, or was it always like there was a backbone the entire time? There was always a backbone because those little shits when they announced their hiatus said eighteen months, and everybody has held out every year since this past july was their 10 year anniversary as a band and they were like so many hints were dropped to to something big coming and um the entire fan base went full clown mode um because we were like oh my god there's gonna be like they've been cited together and like like not all at once but like members two or three at a time have been cited together and blah 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 and um we were like, something's going to happen. They're going to do something. They're going to drop something big. This is going to be so... Ex-. We were thinking it was going to be the Infinity music video because there's proof of them shooting it. There are pictures of them from 2015 shooting it, and it's not anywhere. They never released it. So we were like, oh my God, it's going to be... They're going to find... They made a website. They made a website that crashed all day. And like they're like, like relive your favorite memories take this like quiz like these certain things and then we'll give you a personalized playlist and some things to download so i did it and i'm like these are just you just rearranged like songs in my library and put them in a playlist for me i w- i was full full clown mode and i'm i'm still disappointed because i'm still holding out when was this website it was in july july 23rd I don't know if it's still up. I haven't been on it ever since I was so greatly disappointed. Um, but they also like alluded to something happening on Liam's birthday. That never happened. Um, Liam is now fully on TikTok. Being being a TikToker. Um, he's got a kid. Three of them have kids now. So I'm, I miss that. I am not losing hope. I'm... I know there has to be 
there has to be a reunion tour. They haven't toured an entire album. Their last album, they, they went on hiatus before they toured it. So there's gotta be Liam. Liam is a little shit. He's, he's the worst out of all of them because he'll go on radio shows and be like, Oh yeah, of course we're going to get back together. We're going to tour the last album and we're all going to perform our solo songs with the last album. It'll be like a big, like happy family reunion thing. And I'm like, checking my watch. Where is it, Liam? Hello. I'm, I'm growing impatient. They always hit me at my brokest too, so I know I will be like in debt, and they're gonna be like mm, reunion tour. I'm gonna be like, all right, time to take it alone. I do understand where he's coming from when he says that a tour is gonna happen. It feels inevitable. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, just think of every boy band. I'll be in my thirties. Like, yes, fully rolling up, renting a van, <laughs> pushing pushing for floor seats. Oh my god. No kids. All my money will be saved for a One Direction reunion tour. <laughs> Bringing up the ladies from my past. All going together. I also love how um you reference yourself as a as a One Directioner like throughout the like even during hiatus. Yeah. Like you hasn't still stopped. stayed strong. Yep. Hasn't stopped. It, it my own personal interest dipped for like a second and then like it was like my senior year of high school I was like I've bigger more important things to focus on i need to get into college and then i got to college and i was away from home for the first time and i felt very alone so i said time to regress and i went fully fully back into my one direction phase not even a phase i just i just like opened the album on spotify i, I played the entire discography and i said yeah i'm back baby it I ne- it never went away now i'm not here to play pathologist or psychologist <laughs> but the way you talk is so much and I keep referencing the uh, Twilight episode because the, it is of, of a similar topic of a of cult course. following to a pop culture sensation of, course. of the same time period. The way you talk, there is such um, a personality and a, a list of attributes that come with any group or any sort of fan base from that time period mm. of people who are just very self-aware of how ridiculous being a stand for like the group is and how like as much as they love the group they're also like but also i'm a crazy like well i mean I'm a crazy person there's no way not to be self-aware in the fact of how crazy it is because you get told to your face all the time like even as a child like in one direction there were there were grown men telling me that's a stupid thing to like even when they broke up there are people like why they're not even together. I'm like, so I still enjoy things. I'm going to enjoy the things that I like, but people will tell you to your face that they think it's ridiculous. So, you know, you kind of go with it. And I think that there's such a common trend that things that teenage girls like or preteen girls are like, uh, people take giant dumps on all the passions of a young teenage Absolutely. girl. And I'm not saying that I. Uh, I think that Justin Bieber and One Direction and Twilight is the um, epitome of fine art. But at the same time, um, in referencing male, like, fan base, what I say fan bases, but male pop culture, like, what the teenage and preteen boys like, it's just as trashy, but it's not nearly as taboo. Which I think is so weird that... I mean, do you have an idea as to why that is other than just misogyny at its finest? I really don't know. Misogyny at, at its finest is exactly what it is. Um, I don't know 
what other reason it could be because I could sit here and point out every single plot hole in the Star Wars universe, but it's not going to be any less beloved. So, like, I don't understand why people pick at teenage girls because roping back to Mr. Harry Styles himself, he he was asked in, like, an interview, like, what do you think, like, how do you feel having your fan base made up of, like, mostly young girls? Like, how does that feel for you as, like, a guy? And he was like, well, as we've seen in the past, young girls get it right. He's like, the entire Beatles fan base was, like, teenage girls. And he's like, teenage girls know what they like, and they stick with it because they know they like it. They're not that ashamed of it. So if they're that proud to like something, I'm honored to be the thing that they like. And if I get their approval, I know I'm good. So, like, king of erasing misogyny won. But, like, it's it makes no sense. Because there are times where I do myself fall into a little pit of internalized misogyny. And, like, that thing with, like, the Visco girls that happened with, like, the Hydra flask and, and the puka shell necklace and the big t-shirt. I was like, what a stupid thing. And then I was like, this is what I looked like when I was fully buying my stupid One Direction shirts from Delia's. That, like, little graphic tees off-brand, like, anything. I probably, like, looked like I was, like, really intense into this thing or I based my entire personality around it. And people probably thought I was dick, like ridiculous for it. But I liked it. They probably like it. Who am I to say? Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. At all. Yeah, I just... It, I can't even think of one reason why... Um, like, teenage girl... Preteen girl culture is... Held to a different caliber, almost. I just... Because I'm thinking of, like, PewDiePie. Like, real, like... Preteen oh. boy phenomena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just as bad. But if a girl likes that, they're chill. They're fine. They're chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was even thinking about that. I was like, well, girls do like a lot of stuff that guys like. And then they're like the cool girl. And God forbid if a guy likes stuff that a girl likes. If like a guy in 2010 was like, yeah, I really like One Direction. um, He would. I don't even know. And it's almost created this culture of i think that's also one of the reasons that stan culture was created like to have that safe haven to have that protection absolutely a group of people that can band together to face a ridicule what was one thing that you heard a lot from people outside the fandom towards you like critiquing or making fun of why you like one direction like what's some things that you were told that stood out i was almost I was almost exclusively told like every day by like the boys I went to school with that I was stupid for liking One Direction because they're gay. They make music for girls that teenage girls like, so they must be gay. Um, gay, like literally gay or like just like gay in the sense that it's absolutely have say. no idea. <laughs> um, either, way, either way, either um, way, like my my response to that was just like, so so what? Like they th- I think they thought that I was just like attracted to them and that's why I liked them so much and that I was stupid because they were quote unquote gay and they'd never like me back for that reason. I'm like, they'd never like me back because they're, they're like 20 years old and I'm like 13. That's why. 
first of all second of all if they are gay who cares i like the music no i know it sounds like it didn't hit you hard now like in thinking about it now you're like that makes no sense oh but at the time i was like no (laughs) they're not gay they love me and all five of them are gonna marry me yeah. So in a sense, so in a sense, it was delusion. So in a sense, they were, you were coming from similar places, as in like they thought you only liked it because oh yeah, you were you were attracted to them and you thought you were going to get with them. True. At the same time, you laugh about it now, but you were thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, I would fully just shave my whole body before going to a One Direction concert, sitting in nosebleeds, thinking that that the spotlight would catch me in some way, and and Niall Horan would be like, "Hello there." <laughs> I can't do Iris. I can't do Iris. But, fine. <laughs> you know, he would he would bring me backstage or something. But, oh, my God. Fantasies. Did you read the fanfics? Um, I convinced most of my middle school teachers that what I was reading on Wattpad was actually on my Kindle app. So I would fully read smut in in like, you know, my my eighth grade English class. Um, <laughs> put it on the reading log. Yep. Got away with it, too. <laughs> So going back to like more of a timeline of One Direction, do you remember when they broke up for the first time? Like, would you consider their hiatus when they broke up or would you consider that? The hiatus was definitely when they broke broke up. Um, But Zayn leaving was the beginning of the end. So did that happen before or after the hiatus? That happened before. Their entire last album was made without Zayn. You didn't know? I knew that Zayn left. I forgot where it stood in the timeline. No, no. That happened in 2015. They released the album and then they they were like, bye. Um, but when Zayn left, I was, I was in school. I was a freshman in high school. He did it in the middle of a fucking school day um, to where I barely had service in the school. And I just got Twitter notifications out, out the fucking wazoo. And I was like, what is happening? These are all... Like One Direction related Twitter notifications. I can't get on the Wi-Fi. And here I am like tearing through the hallways trying to find somebody that I was friends with who I know like likes One Direction. And I found my neighbor and I was like, what What just happened? And she was like, Zane left One Direction. And I said, did he? <laughs> like, I was like, so we just started crying. And, um, uh it was like the shot her around the world. Like so many, so many girls in high school and like any sort of school were just every, there were news reports of like teenage girls breaking out crying in the middle of class. What happened? And they were like, Oh, Zane left one direction. And, um, like it was such a big thing. Stephen Hawking made a joke about it. Stephen, you know, the the theory of everything Stephen Hawking he, I know I yeah. know Stephen Hawking he was talking about like the multiverse theory and he was like there he made a joke where he's like there's a universe where Zane is still in one direction oh I remember that yes yeah it was it was that big so like all of my friends naturally decided to all wear black to school the next day in mourning as a joke or like legitimately nothing's a oh joke oh my god nothing's a joke I was so serious about this we all were, but black. I feel like everything's a joke about it now. About it now, because it's like it's seen now as like almost ironic to like them, but like yes. ironic in a cool way. Like it's yeah, it's like Twilight now. Yes, yeah, but yeah, that was the beginning of the end, and then they released the album, and I was like, mm, a glimmer of hope. It's not the same, but I still like it. And then they're like, BT Dubs, 
um, no more. We're going to go on an 18 month hiatus. And I was at the time I was like, that makes total sense because the way they were working was they would put an album out, they would go on tour. And while they were on tour for that album, they would record the next album. So they were performing their songs they already had out at night, traveling or in hotel rooms. They would just set up mattresses and record the next album in between everything. And then the tour would end. They Every November was a One Direction album for like five years, every November. And so they 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 record on tour and then... They'd put the new one out. They'd, they'd do it all over again. So when they were like, we're taking an 18-month break, I said, finally, like, don't you need, like, sleep or something? Um, and then month 19 hit. Um, <laughs> and then it was a year. And then it was two years. And here we are five years later. S- still no one direction. <laughs> now, um... They did start going into solo careers. How far after the hiatus was that? I believe Niall was the first one to go to release solo music. Now, I need to know your hot take on their solo careers. Okay. How did you feel at the time? How do you feel now about it? Um, or no, wait, no, it wasn't Niall. Zane went first. Zane released his album in 2015 which is when they released their last album and then broke up so while i was listening to their last album zane dropped his and i was like huh what do i do um so naturally i listened to both um speaking of which mind of mine by zane malik not 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 a bad song on the album not one he he did not miss with that album excellent way to break away from the band um Next was Niall. He did Flicker. Um, and This Town was the first single off that. Um, and I remember my friend being like, oh, Niall released a single. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Another one. They're, they're doing it. I'm like, this is once Niall released his, I was like, oh, it's over. Like, it's got to be. There, there's little hope of them getting back together. Was this during their 18 month hiatus? This was like past the 18 months. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So once Niall released his, I was like, there's little, there's little hope of them getting back together for another album. Um, Cause Niall really, from, from an outside perspective, he looked like he enjoyed being in the band the most. Um, so he released his first album and I was like, oh yeah, pretty good. Um, I didn't listen to his first album as much as I did um, Zane's. Um, then I believe Niall, Harry, and Liam all released something in 2017. Niall's, I didn't really listen to that much. Um, I listened to the single. It was, it was sweet. It was nice. It felt almost too much like One Direction-y for me, which is weird because I like them so much. But Zane's was very different. So I don't know. I kind of wanted something more, I guess. Um, but then Harry released Sign of the Times. On, on his end and I was like whoo that's new and I ate that up with a spoon so it seems like you liked Harry's solo career the most his hit me the most because I really liked Zane's and Harry was like more of um like a classic rock kind of sound and I was like this is this is really nice and I I 
think he could really pull this off because Zane was more like R&B and I was like he works that well and then Liam released Strip That Down and um, Strip That Down was, was, was like a dance track kind of thing and um, Quavo's on it um, he's on it and um, you know I was listening to it. I was like, okay, it's got like, a, there's a beat. Um, and then the line, you know, I used to be in 1D. Now I'm out free comes up in the song. And I said, oh, ow. Um, that was like the first real sign to me that they maybe like, besides Zane leaving, that was like the first real sign that maybe the rest of them weren't enjoying themselves. And I was like, oh, mm, oh, um, it didn't help that I didn't like the song either. <laughs> I didn't like it. I, Liam, funny guy, don't like his music. Um, and then Louis very later released his own music, which like, he sounds more British in it now. He sounds very British in it, which like, it's good. It works for him, but like, I only like a couple of his songs. And would you say the fan base took it about the same as you did? In terms of which ones they liked, which ones they didn't like? This is where it gets interesting. Because there are definitely people who supported the band through and through, like, wholeheartedly, just like I did. Like, it was, it was like their thing. And then they all broke off. And um, when Zayn released his stuff, everyone was like, yeah, support Zayn. We're going we're gonna to do both. And then... Um, once everybody released their own solo music, they all sound fairly different from each other. So you're not going to like everything that they put out when they're not all together because they don't have one cohesive sound. They're different people now. Um, so naturally, you're going to fit into like a lane of, of whose music you like the best. And that will develop into a new stand. Um so I fell into the Harry lane, but there are still people to this day who um, completely like organize their time between all five of them and they support them all evenly. And then they look down upon people who don't put all of their time into all of them. I'm like, that is so many artists that I would have to stay on. I don't think I can do it. Would you say if you had to choose between being because it seems like harry is the number one out of solo careers for you yes would you say if you had to choose between harry keeping his solo career or having one direction again which one would you pick like do you like harry's stuff better if you asked me when in like 2017 when they were all releasing stuff i would have said it's great they all have their solo stuff now but put them back in the band but now that i've seen them like do their own thing and see how much more they're enjoying themselves like being away from that environment keep let them keep their own careers maybe give me a reunion later on down the line yeah but let's be selfish here so let's imagine that um they get back together and in this dream scenario they're happy and it's not an issue Mm. in terms of how you like the environment of them being together the music the stan culture would you prefer harry's like as a solo career or one direction 
Ugh. I don't. I. Mm, mm, you hit me. I'm You've here. I'm here to ask me. all the hard hitting questions. Oh my goodness. Um, it's tough because One Direction was like when they when they broke off, they were moving down like an avenue of music that was like they were kind of settling into their own sound and it was getting like really nice. Um, so I feel like if, if there was like one more album to go off of, I would have a more concrete decision. Um, I guess I, cause I feel like they peaked with four. So I guess I clearly for, for those of you who can't see, there is a giant four flag behind me. Um, so I guess, I guess I'd have to go with Harry's solo stuff, especially now after fine line, he just really, he did the damn thing he did. Yeah. I couldn't get a vibe from this all that. Yes, you are a one direction stand and this is not for you, but in general, yes, people love one direction and they have this stand mentality, but as mature grown people. It's almost the nostalgia of when One Direction was exactly. around that is so good about it. Yeah. And you wouldn't take that again because you're not a kid anymore. You want the maturity of what Harry Styles seems to be yeah. putting out nowadays. So in the same way that I asked you at the beginning to describe One Direction as a band to someone who's never heard it before, this one's going to be a little bit easier. How would you describe, in general, the One Direction fan base to someone who hasn't been... Uh, exposed to it before fucking insane terrifying literally so scary and what's but in the best way yeah so what would you say is like name like some good things about it and then like some really bad things about it okay um so like award shows award shows based on fan voting swept swept if one direction was nominated the only competition they really had was justin bieber and usually it was like tooth and nail wars. Um, it was it was really nice because like you could you go to a concert and just just talk to the people around you, and it was like you you knew them forever because you you had a common background. Everybody knew the same things. Did you become? Did you make friends from those concerts that like maybe you still have today? No, um, unfortunately, I attended, if my mother listens to this, she will kill me. I attended the concerts with my mother. So I feel like there was a mom block, um, you know. But you would have, you would have. I would have. Um, I was busy turning my mother into a One Direction stand. She still knows the words. Is she a One Direction stand? She's not a stand, but if a song comes on, she'll, she'll vibe, she'll sing. Nice. Yeah. I put in I put in work with that. I put in time and work. That was intense. But yeah, along so. the scary side, um there oh my god, on Twitter there there was like um Plastic Bieber uh Twitter account that would like send death threats to people who didn't like Justin Bieber and she was like horrible. Um there was a Mr. X scare. Somebody we don't know if it was a fan or like some actual person who um, like tweeted out to like stand accounts that they were going to like kill Harry Styles on the Today Show. Um, like 
there were people that were so intense about a potential relationship between Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles that it forced their incredibly strict management to separate them for years. Like they couldn't sit next to each other in interviews or stand next to each other. Like the last concert where they were all hugging each other goodbye, Louis and Harry hugged each other last because they were nervous to touch each other in front of a crowd of people who completely sexualized their relationship. Like they were very close. There was a possibility of a romantic relationship between the two of them. Definitely. Nothing's ever proved, but the fans, like everybody took everything very seriously and very far. Do you think that that had a place in why they broke up? Maybe there, there are so many different things like, um, there were so many disagreements with their management. Um, they all started, they all over time eventually got into like the songwriting for the band. So I'm sure creative differences had a part. Um, like just the constant stress, like Zane developed an eating disorder and an anxiety disorder. So he had, he had to leave. But then, you know, there's times where like, you know, they just had to spend so much time with each other. So, so resentment could build, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I can see that. What would you say your experience has been like in the fandom? Maybe when you first joined um, versus like now being a, a wizened pro mm. of the fandom. Now it is much more laid back because there are no stakes. One Direction as a band can't win awards together anymore. There is no... Because there was a thing among, like, Stan Twitter. Like, um, your artist had to had to have the awards to back them up. Like, who the fuck were they if they didn't have, like, however many Brits under their belt or however many, like, AMAs? And, like, if you didn't vote for them, you were fake and, like, blah, blah, blah. So now it's much more relaxed... I was really, like, as a 13-year-old, on Twitter all day for no reason other than to, like, keep up with what they were doing. So Now, did you feel like you had to stay on Twitter in order to prove yourself? Or did you stay on Twitter because you wanted to? Or maybe a mix of both? A little mix of both. More because I wanted to. Because I'm like, these people I have dedicated, like, a lot of my time to... And I really, like, enjoy them as people and enjoy the work they put out. So I want to know, like, what they're doing and, like, how they're doing. Um, It got bad to the point where, like, you know, people would obviously, like, stalk them. Which, obviously, not don't stalk people. Not a good thing to do. Um, But, yeah, it was was just a lot. And, um, you know, it got to the point where... It's it's a rumor, so I don't know if it's true, but at the time I thought it was. People would hack into airport security cameras when they were at the airport and show the terminal that they were sitting at, or like the gate, and like I was on Twitter and it would show up and I'd be like, oh my god, it's One Direction in airports are taking a plane. I take planes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it got very intense to the point where like they had to like hide and like at the back of a bread van to go between venues so people wouldn't track them. Now, (laughs) would you partake in any of this toxic behavior? Tell me about that. 
Um, do you mean like would I go out and try to find them or like? Let's include that. But also oh. I just say any toxic behavior that looking back now you were like, that's not something that a good person would do. That's not something that was healthy. That was a violation of um, their privacy. It was just disrespectful. Mm. Um, I wouldn't. I I didn't do anything to like violate their privacy, mainly because I was a very young gal who just simply did not know how to do those things. Um, I tried to like make my own Stan Twitter account, um, but me being stupid linked it to my own like personal information, and my dad found it, and he was like, "Delete it, delete it now." And I was like, "All right." Looking back, thank you, Dad. That was for the best. You saved me. Um, but yeah, everything staying related was on my personal account. So um, that kept me from like engaging in too much. So I would just kind of like sit back and like stuff instead of like retweeting or like tweeting my own opinion. So like in that sense, not really, but like in the sense of like person to person interaction, like I would grill people like, are you a fake fan? Like, do you know everything like I do? Like I, I part, I, I took place in that. So a as lot. much as the fear that you felt from other people that you had to know, you pushed that on others too. Absolutely. Did you ever get into a fight with anyone? Maybe uh, in person and or online because of One Direction? Not with anybody else who was a fan. Um, mainly because I was a fairly scary preteen. Um, scary or scared? Scary. Oh. Like I would put people in their place. Um, like someone in middle school came up to me, like a boy came up to me. He said, why are you mean to people? I was like, mm, don't know. I like it. Like horrifying. I, I was really intense. So like if, if another like One Direction fan was like, oh, I like Harry. I said, no, the fuck you. I was like, no, sit down. You don't really like them. You like Harry? Directionator. Fake fan. I know all these things. Do you? And like, they wouldn't get to speak. I'd be like, yeah, no, shut up. Yeah. Um, I have since learned for everybody listening. I'm a very calm and nice person. I'd like to think now. So sorry for anybody who I traumatized in middle school. I was not a nice person. It's middle school. I can forgive you. Yeah. So, okay. You have this experience now with the fandom of both. It seems like you might've enjoyed it as a kid, but looking back, it wasn't the best. Now it seems like it's a lot better would you say, do you, okay, in your opinion, do you think that fandoms are good for kids and preteens? Do you think they're good for teenagers or maybe older people who have that detachment from it all? Or do you think they're really kind of not good at all and we should work on dismantling them? Mm. There are definitely pros and cons um there the the pro to it is like it gives you a sense of identity and it gives you something to attach yourself to and it helps you navigate difficult things um and there's it's a shared experience there's other people doing it um it gets negative when it gets out of hand which i don't know many fandoms where things haven't gotten out of hand um but it does I don't know. I think 
I hate to say that going through it as like a preteen builds character um, because nobody should really have to like go through that much like stress um, pertaining to people who don't know them. Um, but I mean, it's, it's built up a toughness personally. Mm-hmm. The detachment helps. Um, I wish I'd learned about it sooner because now I feel like I can't like something casually i feel like i have to be completely engrossed in it and know everything or completely hate it i can't like my opinions have to be polarizing i've been working on that and i'm now learning how to like slowly take things in that i like and just simply like them and not be like i used to hate taylor swift for no reason other than the fact she was taylor swift stupid on me i just listened to folklore and i was like why huh i've been missing out now, I can vibe with her. I don't like all of her music. I like folklore. Taylor Swift is okay. Do you think this polarizing effect is a result of growing up with Stan, Twitter, Stan Absolutely. mentality? Yeah, because I don't even, I wouldn't even say that maybe you hate Taylor Swift just to hate Taylor Swift. I would go as far, if I'm talking about why I hate things in popular culture, it's just because other people hate them. True. And you want to be It did not help them. that she dated Harry Styles, too. That I get that, help. yeah. Yeah. So let's split this up into two questions. One is, if you could take it all back, would you have maybe been a One Direction fan but not engage in the community? Or would you not change it, not change what happened? Uh, it was so bad, but I wouldn't change it for the world. It was bad but fun. Now... Almost as a continuation of that, if you had the ability to remove stan culture, maybe fan bases, commonalities, groups of people getting together um, to enjoy a common interest, but be able to eliminate stan culture from the world, would you do that? I I want to say no, because like I want to remove the toxicity from it but i want to keep like the gathering aspect of it it's nice to have a group of people who like things that you do and it's nice to all know the similar things about it so would you say that the gathering aspect of stan culture is different than what i just described when i said yes there's still this like um familiar familiar uh, mentality with liking the same thing maybe having like a facebook group about it like do you think it's different enough that it's worth having stan culture Yes, because there is a certain intensity to a stand culture that you don't get with just like a collective group. Um, But with that intensity comes, you know, the danger for the toxicity. So I wish I could just remove all of the bad because everything else about it was so fun. And you don't think that stand culture should be reserved for a certain age group? No, not at all. Wow. So you think preteens like should still be exposed to it? Yeah. That's interesting to me because in my opinion, I think that stand culture is something that should be treated like, um, I guess, like a more mature content creator on YouTube. Like mm. you really shouldn't be following them, liking their stuff until you're like in high school or of age where like maybe like PG 13 ish kind of situation. That's True. where I would come from just because these kids, uh, they're so malleable. And True. I think that stand culture it's always the worst voices that are heard the loudest. And sometimes I don't want 
myself to be exposed to that any less a child. Mm. <laughs> True. Then again, we don't have these magical Thanos snaps to eliminate yeah. things like this, but it's just something to think about. I think um, hopefully I'm going to do a parenting episode soon. I'm really, I want to so badly. Ooh. I have someone in mind to ask about raising kids, but um, is it a parent because if you are asking someone who's no not it's a me i'm just it's gonna be a solo pod <laughs> it's just me giving my unsolicited advice on raising children <laughs> here's how you should do it i don't have kids probably you know. no yeah it's a parent that i um know good, and love um but yeah so it's just interesting to think about that when it comes to one day we're gonna have kids and if stand culture is still a thing are you gonna let your kids fall into that mm. see here's where we've fall into to murky waters because personally i never want to bear a child or have a child that's fair hypothetically too. hypothetically though if i did have a kid um i feel like as a parent i would want to like do some do some background on like the fan base like on the low ruin it for them by you becoming a stand <laughs> by me being the stand that is absolutely what would happen <laughs> um but like if it's something um that like breeds like incels i'd be like no <laughs> but like i don't know i feel like it's hard for me to like even detach myself from stan culture because like i grew up with it and it's because it's part of who i am so i it's hard to imagine myself without that part of my identity so to speak okay okay let's do rapid fire ready oh okay okay Let's start. <laughs> Favorite song. Oh my god. That can't be rapid fire. Oh, fireproof. <laughs> okay. Why can't it be rapid fire? Uh, favorite song just hits me sometimes. I, I forget. But no, my favorite song is fireproof. Why? Oh my god. Because it is just, it is, it was, it was jarring at the time. It was very different to anything they'd ever released. And it was very nice and, and pleasing. Okay. In total, like out of all the years combined, favorite member? Harry. Oh, I held my breath. Oh, my God. Directionator. Ah! <laughs> um, Trauma. Favorite memory, seeing them live. Oh, um, I saw them twice with Five Seconds of Summer opening for them, which was really great. That was fun. But, like, favorite specific memory. Favorite specific memory? Um, when they sang uh, Teenage Dirtbag live on, on, that, on their tour. Favorite One Direction fan fiction? Mmm... It's it's cliche. Everybody knows it. It's It's got to be after because that was the only one that was a series that I read all the way through. Looking back now, it's so corny and gross. Favorite thing about One Direction? Um, The fact that they were just all like regular boys and they weren't like industry plants or anything. And they just were very relatable and Except funny. they kind of... They're not industry plants because they started on X Factor and they were put together. But you wouldn't consider that an industry plant? No. Because an industry plant is like people who are sought out and like, oh, you would make a good this type of singer or whatever. But I mean, they were independent artists that were like sought out and been like, oh, you would make a great boy band. Well, they were they were all eliminated from the show and they they were brought back and then they were put together. So like it was just kind of. I blame Simon Cowell for everything evil in that band. Um, but yeah, they're, I don't think they're industry plants because they came from 
you know, regular people backgrounds. Harry Styles used to work in a bakery just like me. Twin. <laughs> Least favorite song. Oh, um, Steal My Girl and Story of My Life make me want to put my head through a wall. Least favorite band member. Liam. <laughs> and final one, Peak Era. I've got two answers for this. If we are going hair-wise... <laughs> if we are going hair-wise across the board, um, I'd say 2012-2013 was their best year. If we're going album-wise... Um, 2014 because four got it okay (laughs) at the end of every podcast i ask all of my guests if you were in my shoes and you were interviewing yourself what would you ask yourself that i have not touched on yet and then go ahead and answer that okay i would ask myself what is your biggest regret regarding your time spent in the One Direction fandom and it is absolutely the fact that I I waited too long to get tickets to the Up All Night tour because that is the only tour I haven't seen a concert from and it haunts me to this day. Like I, really haunts you? Yeah. I could have gotten lawn seats but I was too late and and I think about it periodically that I've been to every other one but that one. And they they read tweets out at that show like a lot. I could, I could have been one of those tweets. <laughs> That's such a sad note to end it on. Yeah. Aw. Well, when they have their farewell tour, you'll be... I will be first in line. Exactly. Elbow checking children. <laughs> it will be me. You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. I'm the villain. I've become the villain. <laughs> so for our final question, go ahead and plug your social media. Where can the audience reach out to you... To talk about your mutual love for this amazing boy band together. Oh, of course. Um, my my Twitter isn't nearly as exciting as it was during peak stand times. Um, but my handle is at Abigail Sawyer with two L's because somebody stole my name. Um, my My Instagram is... What is it? Oh, my Instagram is Abigail.Sawyer. That is A-B-I-G-A-I-L dot Sawyer. And um, if you if you want to check out my art, because I am an animation major, my art Instagram is abbysawyer.art, A-B-B-Y, Sawyer.art. I love how you didn't spell out Sawyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sawyer. No, no, you don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> no worries. I think it, it'll all be on the description and stuff. It's just lawyer with an S lawyer close thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me let me say these kinds of podcasts where i truly know nothing about it and i am not i didn't i don't mean this as a rude thing i don't i didn't come into this podcast being passionate myself about one direction when you said you wanted to talk about it i said yes because (laughs) i mean honestly like that's really the goal of this to a man needs content no no at the end of the day (laughs) i it's for my own personal knowledge. This is my own. This is just a documented pursuit of my continuation of academia mm. beyond school as a fancy way to put it. I'm glad to provide you with One Direction Academia. No, truly. I think that um, 
One Direction is not something that I knew a lot about, but it was still so interesting to hear about it. Thank you so much for giving me your knowledge and allowing me to learn about this because it is truly interesting to hear about all this stuff I never knew about before. Of course. Question. Are you on your way to becoming a stan? I don't think I could ever join the One Direction stan base because I will... It's much more welcoming now. I mean, you can call me a directionator all you want because that's probably what I will forever be. Ooh, okay. I will. I'll hold you to that. I will call you a directionator from now on. Yeah, because I mean, I know it's an insult, but at the same time, detachment. detachment. Come through detachment. <laughs> like, I know for a fact, you can call me a directionator because I know a lot now about One Direction. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I can love their music enough to be a true directioner. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Thank you. I will see all of you listeners later. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you next week. Who knows what next week's going to be about? (laughs) I don't even know when this one's coming out. Um, But thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys all very soon. Peace. (laughs) You're insecure. Don't Don't know what for. You turn in hairs when you walk through the dark.